I'm Gary. This is Austin. And we are Midwest Mike's coming back at you with another episode of Fully Loaded KC. So uh, there was a little bit of confusion, but uh, we are Midwest Mike's. That is our brand. The show that we are doing on the Kansas City Podcast Network is going to be called Fully Loaded. So just clear that confusion up here right off the bat. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> We're Midwest Mike's, and yeah. then, yeah, we got the, the fully loaded here, so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so, let's go. So, yeah, let's draft go. Week, draft week. Draft week. Um, we are recording this on Monday evening. Uh, this episode will hopefully be out Wednesday evening or Thursday morning so that you guys can hear our mock draft. Um, we're just, we just do the top ten, and then we'll obviously talk about, since I'm a Cowboys fan, he's a Chiefs fan. We'll talk about who we think those teams will pick uh, because they are not in the top ten. Right. Um, you know, so, but we'll go from there. We're going to start the show tonight with uh, talking about The Last Dance, uh, which aired the first two episodes last night. Obviously, I am a huge, huge Michael Jordan fan. Um, not a big NBA guy, but I think Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player to ever play the game. He disagrees. He's he's a LeBron guy. Yeah, I'm a LeBron guy, but uh, I'm a huge NBA guy. And then also, I I'm not saying like Jordan's trash or anything, but I got you know I got Jordan too. But anyways, uh, what did you think of the documentary last night? Um, I thought the documentary was awesome. Uh, first of all, I thank ESPN for dropping this in the middle of this quarantine. Uh, not having any sports is driving me crazy. Uh, and just being in my house all the time, you know, you get to get out and, and go to work um, during the week. But <laughs> I get I was, to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just chilling in the house. So, obviously, uh, thanking ESPN for dropping this. It was awesome. Um, the big takeaway early in the documentary, you know, they talked about, which people have heard it, Michael Jordan was cut as a sophomore from the varsity basketball team. You know, he went home to his mom and... She said, work harder. Um, don't quit, work harder. You know, I think in today's age, there are some kids that when, they, when that happens to them, they're going to quit, they're going to change schools, their mom is going to complain about the coach, you know, n- any numerous things. But So that was a big takeaway for me as a coach, high school coach myself, is if you are not as good as you think you are, then work harder to prove that you're going to get better. Yeah, definitely a different kind of mindset than what's going on uh, with today's kids. You know, I, yeah. I, I hate to say that kind of stuff, but like, you know, uh, what they'll do now is like kids will switch, they'll switch teams, they'll switch clubs, they'll switch whatever schools or whatever to try to try to get on the team. Which is, I mean, sometimes that benefits them, other times it does not. Yeah. So, um, and really. Uh, we have heard this story a lot, you know, a ton of times about how he's practicing ridiculous, and uh, you know that's that's the the that's how like his work ethic and his killer mentality kind of started. Yep. And so you know that's that's how we go. So everybody kind of knows that story. Um, I thought that I haven't watched the whole thing yet. Um, I got home kind of late, and then I I got it on, and then and whatever. But I I've heard some of the behind the scenes stuff, and then I've heard like Skip Bayless talking about some stuff, but. Anyways, yeah, same. I thought the documentary is awesome. Uh, apparently, a lot of this footage has been around for a while, and mm-hmm. they just now decided to release it, and Jordan's cool with it. Um, 
So I thought it was really well done. And like you said, as far as timing goes, it's perfect. Um, so ESPN is going to get the ratings for sure. Yep. Everybody's going to be all over it. Uh, so it's pretty cool, and it, it's just it's a, it's a pretty cool deal. Yeah, you mentioned it, the Killer Instinct. That was another one of my notes. <clears throat> you know, that, that's something else that people have known really about Jordan for a long time, uh, that he does have that killer instinct. I think that's a big difference between him and LeBron James. Uh, that's one reason why I have him above LeBron. But, you know, that, that's a debate for another time. You know, another thing that really came out of that documentary last night was that mm -hmm. Scottie Pippen was highly undervalued by the Chicago Bulls. I mean, seven-year, $18 million contract for what is arguably the second-best player in the NBA at the time. Yeah, I mean, the deal is... I, and I can't remember the details on if his, his agent told him not to sign it. Is that right? And then Scotty still did? No, allegedly the owner of the Bulls told him, don't sign this contract. Which I, I don't believe that for a second because owners are <clears> businessmen. <throat> please, do, do me a favor. Please do not sign this contract. Yeah, um, it's a bad deal for you. So, I, yeah. But, you know, whatever on that note. I think we, when we talked about it, we, me and you talked about it before we started on here. Uh, literally, Krauss is the probably yeah. the worst general manager like in the history of like professional sports. I mean, seriously, the dude. I mean, it, it's it's and you know they haven't got to it yet in the mm -hmm. documentary yet, but the dude pretty much uh, let Phil Jackson know that he's not coming back. No, they they did show that clip last night. I think I missed that. Then um, the so beat, so but like anyway, so he lets him go, and Michael's loyal to Phil, right? Yeah. Like a lot of like like Phil players that play for Phil Jackson, they enjoy him. Um, if they even if they don't at first, like Kobe, they end up mm -hmm. you know enjoying him later after they maybe uh, Kobe he plays for another coach and he goes, oh, I had it pretty good. With yeah. Phil. So le allegedly, uh, this you know in the documentary, Phil Jackson says that he was called into Jerry Krause's office when they were working on the deal. This is before the ninety seven ninety eight season. Uh, they had won five championships already in the 90s. They're going for their second three-peat. And Jerry Krause says, you can go 82-0, and 0, but you're not going to be the coach after that. And I, I mean, and you've got a transcendent player like Michael Jordan, and he's verbally said, like, Phil Jackson's my guy. So and you, and like, what I, are you doing? I mean, could you imagine today, like, if LeBron James said, like, Hey, I want this coach, and the GM was like, "Nah, we're gonna get rid of him, and we're gonna bring in somebody else." You know, the funny thing is, I think that actually, that actually has happened. LeBron's like said he wants Ty Lue instead of the other guy, or uh, you know, some Russian guy or something. But anyways, the deal is too, uh, you're winning five yeah. championships, and you're still gonna get rid of your your coach. Because you literally have the ego, an insane ego, that gets in the way of of winning. Yeah, which is crazy. I'm telling you, if this happened now, I mean the GM's done. I, I yeah, I don't I don't remember who said it, but uh, you know they they said that he wanted more credit than he got, but he still didn't get the credit he deserved. So there, there's a fine line there. Talking about who? Talking about Kraus. Talking about Kraus. Yeah. That he didn't get the credit he deserved, but he did deserve more credit than he got. He he is, um, you know, one person in this documentary that has passed on, so like he can't defend himself. 
Yeah, and give us his thoughts. So, uh, but he is definitely the villain of yeah. this deal. And the, I mean, the thing and, is, like, and that's where the way that's was a big takeaway for me last time. It's and it's true. Uh, I I watched it. There's a YouTube video Skip Bayless has put out. Um, it's about 23 minutes long, and he has some stories about uh, Michael in, in the last season, and um, uh, he talks about Kraus a little bit, and he's like literally like no one liked him. Yeah, except for and, the, except for the owner, and they do show it in the documentary where the players would give Kraus a hard time at ring set, you know, at oh, practices, yeah. and you know, it was kind of ribbing uh, him, you know, making fun of him, whatever. So, so he's a general manager, and Skip was saying his background is baseball. Yeah, and they put him in. So basically, what it was was Skip says, uh, basically, the owner wanted a bad cop, mm-hmm. and the owner could be the good cop, and so he brings him in, and he's a yes man, and just. It's stupid. They, they, they <laughs> it's actually, stupid. The, the owner said in the documentary again last night that he's like, you know, Jerry told me he was, he was working as a scout for the White Sox. Yeah. And Jerry Krause said, I want to be the general manager of the Bulls. And the owner's like, which I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Sorry, I didn't write it down. But uh, he's like, yeah, I talked to some people and they told me I wouldn't get into business with this guy. But he was my guy, so I did it anyway. So not smart. <laughs> um, I mean, he, he does get some credit. You know, he did draft Scottie Pippen or trade for Scottie Pippen's rights. They talked about that. Um, but the contract that Scottie Pippen got was terrible. We talked about it before the show. You know, when Jordan retired the first time to go play baseball, uh, he should have went to Scottie Pippen and said, hey, we're going to make you the highest paid player on this team. We're going to put you – at least in the top five players in the league, pay-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for whatever reason, that didn't happen. Um, and so they moved on. Yeah, I mean, it's it was a contract that felt like it. I took advantage of him, which makes me feel like, I don't know, Scotty like a Scotty like a really good guy? I mean, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, he, he talked about it in the documentary <laughs> that he just wanted to take care of his family, and he felt like, that seven-year contract was going to allow him to take care of family. Which so. is true. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, dude, whoever's behind the scenes with him should have told him, like, that was this bad deal, man. You know, measured up to everybody else that's getting paid. Definitely. Because um, contracts are always based on the other guy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, you, you know, if you're know if you better than the other guy and the other guy's going to pay this, you get paid more. And so, you know, Scotty, you know, it's whatever. But, I mean... The deal is the documentary is it's a is it was it eight episodes? It's ten. So ten. So we got five weeks of this. Uh, they're gonna play two episodes every Sunday night for now the next four weeks because they played the first two. So I mean I I'm gonna be glued to my TV every Sunday night for the next four weeks the next month uh, watching this and you know it's something we'll definitely talk about. As we as we progress through, because it'll be like, what else is going on? Yeah, what else? I, is going I want on? some Royals baseball, man. I'm so ready to go out to the K and, and tailgate. Yeah, imagine throw a couple imagine, beers imagine, down. Imagine that. Imagine how the uh, imagine how those I'm, games are going to be. They're going to be busy. If if we get to play a home opener this year, uh, I will guarantee that Kansas City will sell it out. Yeah, they sell it. I think they sell it out anyway. They sell it out anyway, but especially after this coronavirus thing and everything that has happened, this game will sell out. Uh, I will do everything in my power to be there. 
Um, you know, your work schedule is kind of crazy, so we'll we'll, we'll try. But we'll figure it out. If we do, I'll make it to some um, games this year for sure. If we do, we will do a Midwest Mike's fully loaded tailgate, and you know, bring us beers or drinks or whatever, and come hang out with us. That'd be fun. So yeah, yeah, yeah we'll do something like that. I mean, I think. I think between uh, Royals and then Sporting, and I mean, it's going to be crazy, yeah. right? We're going to so have something. Everybody's so, going to want to go out and, and, and hang out and do that stuff. So Yeah, kcpn.org is the website, you know, uh, that you can find. They put out a video today. Today was launch day, 420. You know, they put out a video with all the talent. There's some great talent. Uh, I've been listening to the Clearing Waivers podcast. That's also going to be on the the Kansas City Podcast Network. So go check them out. You know, Mad Marlin. There's some other guys. I, I know I'm not hitting everybody. Fake Ned Minute, uh, Sprouts Takes is going to be on there. You know, so just there's going to be a lot of content. So KCPN.org. Uh, go check it out. And you know, like I said, it's, I, I think it's going to be really great content, not just sports. You know they're they're going to be talking about everything, just life in general and, and life lifestyle pop culture. Oh, lifestyle, yeah, lifestyle so stuff. Maybe so you're not yeah. a sports fan and you're listening to us, and or maybe you are a sports fan and you're listening to us, but you also like pop culture. So, you know, KCPN. There's probably a podcast that'll spark your interest. So go check out all of the great t- content on there. And the nice thing is, it's going to be. Uh... Uh, it's gonna be can- like it's pretty Kansas City based, mm-hmm. and so it'll be all about you know it'll be a lot of stuff that people can relate to, super hard on Chiefs, Royals, all that stuff, and just Kansas City you know scene in general. So, uh, yeah, I mean we're looking forward to uh, you know seeing where this goes and and, and everything. So yeah, it'll be awesome. We we have met um, you know obviously Fake Ned that does the Fake Ned Minute, Chris Kamer. Uh, we have met Gat uh, in person. The rest of the hosts, you know, we have not had a chance to meet yet because of the COVID-19 thing, but we're, we're happy to be a part of the Kansas City Podcast Network, and we're excited to see where it goes, like Austin said, and we'll see what happens, and, you know, like I, like I said, go go check out, you know, kcpn.org and find something that, that suits your interest, you know, you, you need something to do right now, something to watch, something to listen to, so go check it out. Yep. So uh, another thing we're going to hit on is this week is the NFL, NFL draft. draft sports stuff. Yes. So we, uh, you know, we want to hit on that and kind of uh, we'll share our top ten picks. Um, I think the top ten is probably interesting. You know, you start getting like pick number twenty five. You know, you're like, nah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know when, when is Dallas picking. Dallas is seventeen. Well, there you go. Twenty five. Obviously, have thirty two. Thirty two. And so, uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna hit up on our what our top ten is, and then and we'll 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 talk about I I got a Dallas pick in you know and then uh, we'll also talk about who we think the Chiefs are gonna go for, and, mm-hmm. uh, and for me it's actually kind of obvious where, what position they're gonna try to go for, uh, and and let's talk about it. So, so who's uh, not, to oh, start so. off the talk about the NFL draft? We did run a Twitter poll uh, a couple days ago at Midwest Mike's. M-I-D-W-E-S-T-M-I-C-S on Twitter. Uh, and we said, you know, who's going to be the first quarterback taken in the NFL draft? Because everybody wants to talk about quarterbacks, right? Quarterbacks are the big position. They're the leaders of the team, all, all those things. So, um, 
you know, we gave three choices. We gave Burrow, Tua, and Herbert. And then the fourth choice was other. So, you know, on Twitter, it allows you to have four options when you do a poll. So Burrow finished first at 69%. Tua was second, 16%. Other was 9%. And then Herbert was 6%. Nobody sold on the Herbert. No. So that actually surprised me that other finished above uh, Herbert. Well, when people were thinking other, who who are they thinking of? I mean, to to me, the the next three guys, kind of the next three guys in that tier, are um, Love from Utah State, Hertz from Oklahoma. Who I really, I really, I really, I really like. Hertz. And then Jake Fromm from Georgia. So I, I think those are kind of the next three guys. Yeah. But I I think there's definitely going to be three quarterbacks taken on night one. Of the NFL draft Thursday night, uh, I agree. And I, I for other for me, uh, I like Jalen Hurts better than. Actually, you know what? I may go other also because I kind of like Hurts better than Herbert. Okay, but I, I would hurt for me. Hurts is a, is a really really solid second round yeah. pick. And and I didn't list those three other guys in any particular order. No, I just those those are kind of the like I said the guys in that next tier. Yeah. Um, after I feel like the the top three guys, at least in, in my mind, um, were Burrow, Burrow, Tua, and Herbert, and so that's why I listed them, and then I put other. You Makes know, sense. May, maybe obviously nine percent of the voters thought you know one of somebody else was in the top three. So makes sense. We'll see. Uh, so Cincinnati has the first pick. They're on the clock. Obvious. Is it obvious who they go for? Who do you have them taking? I mean, I have them taking Joe Burrow. Number one. Joe Burrow, number one. I think, and we'll talk about this more, but I think Tua is going to have the better career. But I think that if Cincinnati does not take Joe Burrow, number one, they will regret it for a long time. I actually agree. Well, I don't know if I agree with you on the career thing. Uh, but where I have Tua going later, uh, it'll be the road is a lot easier for him, like to get going. Okay. Something I kind of wanted, actually, something I had thought about was uh, uh, some of the, like why do some rookie quarterbacks do really well, and why do some other rookies really get smacked in the mouth pretty bad? Um, I think a lot of times the way the rookie quarterbacks are successful is if they get drafted to a team that's not terrible. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of times, like, your terrible teams end up getting, like, the guy, you know, the first guy or whatever. Um, when you look at some of the successes for the really, really young quarterbacks, right? Like, if, if you look, when Peyton Manning was drafted terrible. and had to start right away, Awful. the Indianapolis Colts were terrible. And he got destroyed. If you look at Troy Eggman, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan. If terrible. you look at the team that he was drafted onto, terrible. that team was terrible. So you, you have to give those dudes time. Yes. And some of the rookies don't make it through that kind of beat up period. Yeah. Where they get like just they get killed and then they go, Absolutely. oh, and then they make it, right? Other guys get successful right away uh, because they're set up for success. So a lot of these new generations, so Patrick Mahomes drafted to a good team. Mm-hmm. We moved up. We With had a good staff. Yeah, made the playoffs. Behind a good quarterback. Made the playoffs and then drafted this guy. Yeah. And got to sit him for a year behind Alex who had Alex Smith, who has his best career year. And then we trade him to Washington. 
Mahomes takes over, and the team is set up. O line solid, receivers are solid. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Super Bowl, right? Uh, your guy, Dak Prescott, took over from Tony Romo on a uh, good on an injury, team. fourth round a, pick, a really good team, on yeah, a absolutely. good team with a turned out to be a good running back too. His big thing was uh, Cowboys offensive line, super solid. Oh yeah. So he gets protected. Uh, the running game is great. The defense was, you know, solid. The Tony, if, if I think they won the same amount of games, honestly, if Roma would have been quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. They won thir- thir- 12 or 13? No, I, I think they won 11 or 12 that year. But Really good, right? Rookie quarterback. Yeah. Um, another guy, Lamar Jackson. Ends up drafted to a really good team. Drafted to a really good team. Really good coach, right? Another mm-hmm. thing is really good coach. Yeah. You start out with a good coach, you're good to go. So, um, so that's where I'm going to lead into where we're talking about Tua versus Burrow. I have Cincinnati also taking Burrow. Um, I think their best plan of action is to uh, start Dalton one more year. And then the next season maybe draft a little little help, a little yeah. line help, whatever. And then put Burrow in a more comfortable spot. But they're not a good team. Yes. I, I, I am not saying that they need to draft Joe Burrow and start him. Week one, I wouldn't, especially especially when this off season is not going to be the normal off season. No, and he's not going to get the time to work with the team that a normal rookie would. And so, yes, I think you kind of keep Dalton in there to to groom the young guy and do that. Absolutely, good point. Yeah, because the thing about Andy Dalton is, you know, people want a dog on this guy. He's not trash. You know what I mean? Dalton's mm-hmm. not like the worst quarterback. I think what's going to happen is he's going to end up either maybe like the Flacco, like kind of Joe Flacco type thing. Yeah. He goes and starts for a team that's decent, that needs that just needs a quarterback, or he ends up being a, a, a really, really good backup for somebody. Um, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, like Matt Moore was with Kansas, Chad Henney. Yeah. With KC. So, so. Uh, moving on to pick number two. Washington Redskins. I'll be surprised if it is, you have it different than me. Uh, who you got? Chase Young. Yeah, that, that's what I got. And we did not compare notes before no. this. Um, I did my list. He did his list. But, yeah, I have Chase Young also. I think he's the best edge rusher in the draft. Yep. And at any level of football, if you can get after the quarterback, you're going to have a good year. Uh, you, you can have a good defense. I think that's the foundation especially in a pass-heavy league such as the NFL. So, Chase Young, I think he's the best edge rusher in this draft. And so, I got him going number two to Washington. Yeah, and another reason why Washington's not going to go for uh, Tua or Herbert is because they, they still want to see what they have with Dwayne Haskins mm-hmm. and go from there. And they also signed uh, they signed somebody. A guy from Carolina that wasn't Carolina. Um Oh, it's uh, they traded for Jeff Allen. Yep, they traded for Jeff Allen. So, and there's still rumors maybe Cam Newton uh, takes a look because he knows Rivera, and and they go from there. Uh, That's way off subject, but Cam Newton to me is not getting the looks because nobody can look at him. Nobody. Yeah, so nobody can look at him, so they're not sure about his injuries. Yeah, and then also uh, he won't be cheap. No, and so you know, this, this beard is looking good tonight. I gotta say that a little so. bush, a little bushy. I know, I'm yeah. like the opposite. I I shaved, I shaved. I, know, I, I need to, uh, I need to get in my barber, <laughs> but you know, whatever. So, so, big time beer uh, going on. Pick number three, Lions. 
Lions. Who you got? I have Isaiah Simmons. Okay. Uh, best defensive player in the draft. Now, I just said Chase Young's best edge rusher. That's his specialty. But Isaiah Simmons, to me, is going to be the best defensive player out of this whole draft. I personally coached against him when he was a high school senior at Olathe North. And so I saw him play in person. So maybe my opinion is higher than some others who have not seen him. But playing at Clemson, you know, obviously in the National Championship, he was the guy making all those tackles on defense. They, he can play linebacker. He can play D-line. He can play safety. He can play any position on defense. So Matt Patricia, a disciple of Bill Belichick, I think he goes defense. Uh, I have the Lions also going defense, but I am going with Jeff Akuda. Akuda. Okay. I don't know. Corner, Ohio State. Okay. There'll be a common theme uh, for me, at least, with this top ten. Is like literally the like like the schools you you will like recognize every school mm-hmm. as being like a top five program. Yeah. Um, and there's a reason why they get these recruits. Um, so, anyways, I, I have Lions going defense also with uh, you know Patricia and. and he knows how to coach defense, and, and yeah. I got him picking up the corner. So, so I, and I got a kuda in my top ten. We'll get to him later, but yeah. Uh, pick four, the Giants. I got uh, Tristan uh, Wiffs, who is from the University of Iowa. He's an O lineman. Yep. Uh, the Giants obviously took the guy they think is their quarterback last year, Danny Dimes, and so I got them going O line here. Uh, you know, Iowa has. I'm an Iowa fan. Uh, those that don't haven't followed us in the past, I'm an Iowa fan. So, but uh, they put a lot of O linemen in the NFL, and uh, so yeah, I think that uh, this is I, to me it's the top O lineman in the draft, and that's the biggest glaring need for the New York Giants. Uh, I have them going offensive tackle also, but not. I have whips in my top ten, but not then. I got Mickey. Uh, Mecky, Mecky, Beckton, offensive tackle, Louisville. Okay. Uh, I got, yeah, I don't know. I saw a some stuff. Smaller school. Saw some stuff where he was kind of graded higher. So, but I do, but I'm, I'm with you. Where I think the Giants are going to go OT. I think offensive line was a big need for them. Uh, they thought they had kind of fixed it a couple years ago, uh, maybe even last year, but they it was not good. And so they you know, try to protect Danny Dimes uh, to see if they can get something going with him. That's another team that's that needs a take a, a full season look at a quarterback. And so they'll look at Danny Dimes, see if he has what it takes, get him some protection, you know, go from there. So plus uh, depth at O-line is always good. I never okay. get mad at my team for drafting offensive linemen. Yeah. Because having depth at O-line is beautiful. Yeah. If you're a real football fan and you understand how the game's played, then you know your team needs O-line help always. 100%. So, so when it, your team takes an offensive lineman – it's because not always a sexy pick. It's definitely not flashy. Um, and when, yeah, and their names are pretty much go anonymous because the only time you ever hear their name so much is if they're giving they them sacks. So you don't want to hear their name too much. So uh, yeah. that's it there. So so five, Miami. This is where I have Tua going. Uh, they need a quarterback. Okay. And they also have a Belichick disciple who wants to find his Brady. They had a really good last eight games. Yes. They went four and four over yep. the last eight games. Yep. So going 500 in that stretch with that really bad Miami team 
some things were coming together. They, they made some additions, but they want to find their guy. And I think Tua is that guy that the spotlight won't be too big. He can step in and start right away. Uh, for me, Miami goes for the guy you talked about before, Isaiah Simmons. I think the, uh, where I have people going, uh, they're going to look and, and find him too hard to pass up because I think he is a dynamic defender. And I don't, I don't know, and I think they might shy away from Tua's uh, injury stuff, even though they, you know, everybody says he's good. Mm-hmm. They might shy away from that, and just, and then also, uh, I, th- I, I kind of feel like the Dolphins are in like long term. The way they were acting, as far as like kind of tanking, sort of, where they were trading everybody yeah. away. Um, so they're long term. So Isaiah Simmons is a nice long term pick. I think they go with Fitzpatrick, or they try to draft somebody in the second round, maybe a Jalen Hurts or something like that. But. Okay. I got him taking Isaiah Simmons, which is I, I think is a home run hit. Well, there you go. Um, with me, I got back-to-back quarterbacks being taken. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers are up next at six, and I got them going Herbert from Oregon. They would obviously be very familiar with him. I mean, they're going to be very familiar with all these guys, but you know, with Oregon being on the West Coast, Chargers being on the West Coast, they're going to be more familiar with him. So, I mean, that's what I got. Uh, I have Third quarterback taken on night one. We got three quarterbacks going. Man, that's I got three quarterbacks in the top First ten. six. Yeah. I, I got him in the top ten, too. I got two of going six, the Chargers. Okay. Uh, easy fit for him. All right. That's a good team. Yeah. Uh, I think Rivers threw a billion picks last year. A billion. And so, I feel like uh, you put two on that team. They got nice receivers. They're a good team. Um, Tell you what doesn't get intercepted with Philip Rivers is uh, his semen. Because his wife has like like a thousand kids. Yeah, they have like a thousand kids. So maybe thousand one after the maybe that's a terrible virus. I don't know. Coronavirus goes on, so his wife probably pregnant again. Yeah, she probably is. So I have uh, Chargers taking Tua. Uh, Okay, you know I like. I mean, I don't like. I mean, you're fucking wrong, but I don't like it being. (laughs) I don't like him being in our division, but. That's whatever, and and you know Chiefs are still gonna put a beating on him, on the rookie, and well we'll see we'll see what happens with it. But Chargers taking Tua. All right, seven Carolina. This is where I have Okuda, uh, cornerback out of Ohio State, going that you spoke of earlier. You know for all the reasons they they need some defensive help. You know new staff coming in there uh, from Baylor, so we'll see what happens. But I got them going the cornerback. Okuda out of uh, Ohio State. I got Panthers also going defense with uh, defensive tackle Derek uh, Brown. Derek Brown, Auburn. I wrote these okay. names down really quick. This is my Auburn. Defensive tackle. Defense. There SEC. Yep, there you go. It's not SEC. Huh? I'm just, Auburn's I'm just in kidding. the SEC. I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, number eight is the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I have them going a wide receiver, a guy that a quarterback will be familiar with. C.C. or C.D. Lamb, wide receiver from Oklahoma. So there you got yeah, Lamb going that high. I got Lamb Ooh. going there with uh, because of the familiarity with their quarterback Kyler Murray. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a good choice. Um, I have Arizona taking an offensive tackle, um, short you know more depth to the offensive line. Was uh, uh, that Jedrick Willis? Okay, Willis. Offensive tackle uh, from Alabama. Common theme, right? SEC. Yep. or It's either SEC, Ohio State, or Clemson. 
is like all the top guys come from there. Yeah. Um, so, and I got one guy from Louisville coming, but I think they go offensive tackle, short up, you know, offensive line, put around that deal. Arizona had some good stuff going on at the end of the year, and uh, with the trade with for Hopkins, you're gonna keep trying to build that up. So, you know, passing game is huge for Cliff, and so I think that's the direction they're gonna go in. Well, there you go. Uh, so number nine, Jacksonville. I got him going with uh, Judy. Wide receiver from Alabama. Again, offense. Um, there's rumors that Fournette is on the trading block. Who knows what happens with that? But I think Jerry Judy's a good fit in the Jacksonville system. I got Jacks getting uh, Herbert. Uh, okay. And I think they're. I, I don't know if they'll start him this year or not. They got the, uh, you know, they got the mustache man. Uh, gosh dang it! What's his name? What's the quarterback? Minshew. Minshew. They got Minshew. Yeah, Mike they, Leach guy, right? Mike Leach guy, Washington State. So I think they go. I think they roll with him one more year, and then okay. Herbert, you know, sits behind him. The other thing is too with Jacksonville, no one's expecting him to win 12, 13 games. Uh, so you know, draft this guy, sit him, and then kind of build up from there. So I got him taking Herbert. All right. Well, there you go. Um, number ten, Cleveland Browns. Now, I kind of went down the list. Here because I, I think we all know Cleveland is known for one thing: losing, screwing up, and screwing up the top ten draft picks. So I went down a little bit and found Justin Jefferson, a wide receiver out of LSU. Not a terrible player. Uh, nothing against him, but he should not go at ten. But that's, <laughs> like that's making a bad pick. I got Cleveland making a bad pick. I was wrong about Cleveland last year. I had him making the playoffs. So you did. I fell, I, did not, I, I fell in love so. with them. But anyways, I like I like uh, I got I got him drafting making a good pick and drafting your boy from Iowa Whiffs. Uh, okay, I think it's that's a great. I mean, you that know, would be a great pick for Cleveland. They're if gonna he's do still it. There. They're gonna do it. That's it. They're, so, they're gonna draft him. Um, for our segment, we're we're gonna take we're gonna pause here for a second because uh, I need a drink refill. You need a drink refill. Me too. Refill. Yes. And so we're gonna pause here for a second, and then we're gonna come back. And keep talking about this top 10 of the draft and talk about, you know, what Dallas is going to do at 17, what the Chiefs are going to do at 32. Yep. Uh, so we are Midwest Mikes. This is fully loaded on the Kansas City Podcast Network. like yeah whatever all right and we are back here with fully loaded i'm gary this is austin and we're midwest mics doing fully loaded here um and we were talking about the draft uh before we went on a quick break i needed a refill so i have that now Bang. see my glass is full austin has another full beer so here we go um we had just done our Top 10 NFL Draft, so check that out. And now we're ready for our segment of Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is. We talked about this put, last put, 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 put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is. Yeah, Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is. So my Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is for this week is that my top 10 is more correct than your top 10. I don't think so. So you're going to take that dollar bet? I'm 100% taking the dollar bet. Okay. So, uh, my top 10, again, was 
Burrow, Chase Young, which we were the same on those top two. That Then we get a little different. Then I had Simmons, uh, Whiffs from Iowa, Tua, Herbert, Okuda, C.B. Lamb, Jerry Judy, Justin Jefferson from LSU for Cleveland. So that rounds out my top ten. Go through your top ten real quick again. Uh, Burrow, Young, uh, Akuda, uh, Beckton, Simmons, Tua, Brown, Wills, Herbert, Whiffs. So was it how many guys we – is it the order or how many guys we get right in the top ten? Um, I think let's just go how many guys we get right in the top ten. No matter if there's trades or whatever. Yeah. If they get drafted in the top ten, it counts. Yeah, if these guys get drafted in the top ten, then uh, – well, And then the, the tiebreaker will be the order. Tiebreaker will be order. Order. So, like, there you go. if we each get four guys right, for example, um, I have Simmons going at three. You have him going five. Five. So, that let's just say that'll be the tiebreaker. That's t- Simmons is the tiebreaker? Simmons is the tiebreaker. Simmons is the tiebreaker. Easy. That's so, easy. Dog bet. Dog bet. And it's right here. So, let's shake on it. <laughs> Boom. I know we're not shake. supposed to shake hands during oh, coronavirus. But. I just caught coronavirus. Yeah. Um, so screw myself. There you go. Uh, now let's talk a little bit about Dallas at 17. I definitely think Dallas is going to go defense. I'm with you there. Uh, you know, they, they need defensive help. I feel like that offense is pretty stacked. I agree there too. And so I feel like they're going to go defense as a fan. The guy that I want to see them take the most Xavier McKinney safety out of Alabama. That's the guy. That's the guy I want to see. Common, drafted at 17. Common theme, a guy drafted out of Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, which is, what the heck? I mean, that's, I mean, like, you get, you know, linebackers out of there, everything, and those guys turn about right. I got them going defense as well. Uh, out of the SEC also, but from Florida, like, I'm taking C.J. Henderson, corner, Florida. Um, I think, uh, you know, but we kind of agree as far as, like, defensive back, Help for Dallas is probably good. Yes, um, and I agree. That's what they I, need. I agree with you on the on the offensive side. I mean, as far as I think, what what where they rank as far as offense goes? They were they were. I mean, they they were. were they number one. I think they were first at times in during the year. They may um, ended up, they might ended up first in yardage. They they might have. I mean, I, don't I, think I know I know at times in the year they had the number one. I know going into that Philadelphia game late in the year uh, when we actually did show one hundred. They were ranked number one in offense going into that game in the NFL. The only Which I don't know if that was by yardage or by – I know it wasn't by points, um, but maybe by yardage. The only thing that hurts um, – the thing that They hurt had me, a bum coach. <laughs> and that's why they were inconsistent. Mm-hmm. There you go. Now they, got a, now they got the best coach ever, and they're going to win a Super Bowl. And you're going to – Within get, three and, years, and you're gonna, they will win a Super Bowl I don't have, McCarthy. I don't have that bet with you. No, but two of take, our other I'm friends. Not take, did. I'm not taking it because we are degenerate gamblers. We are. I saw the offense and they're really good, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it if they did. I wouldn't doubt if we got a Dallas Kansas City Super Bowl. That'd be awesome. Dallas whooped that Kansas City ass. Probably not, but uh, <laughs> you know, probably not. But you know, after we get Xavier McKinney up to speed, he'll know how to oh, stop. That's the day. Yeah. That's he'll know how to stop Tyreek Hill <laughs> and some of those other guys. You know, you gotta stop all. Of them. We'll be all right. You gotta stop all. Of them. I know. Stop all of them. Our, our, so, I mean, they, they, you, you, 
Kansas City does have a lot of weapons on uh, offense. Amazingly enough, so all the re- wide receivers are coming back. I thought we were going to lose Robinson and Watkins, and we're not. Watkins took a pay cut. Robinson, for what he could have got on open market, it, to me, took a pay cut too. Yeah. Uh, which hopefully it'll pay him dividends later. Uh, basically, super short term deals. And I think they'll get the the next deal they get after that will be like the, their that'll be Robinson's big deal. Will be his next contract. So. Um, so I think he's a nice wide receiver too, and yeah. I think Watkins will end up getting a big deal after he he puts up some nice numbers this year. So that that's the one that really surprised me. I, I really thought Watkins would be out of here. Me too. Um, I did too. You know, after the season, but he he worked out a deal and he's staying in Kansas City. So a lot of incentives in his deal, which is cool. I think it's great. He's but, bet, he's betting on himself. It's mm-hmm. a nine million dollar deal. It's potentially worth sixteen. Yeah, which would be a nice payday for a wide receiver. So, whatever it worked out. Uh, so Chiefs, mm-hmm. I got Chiefs going corner. I haven't. I, I picked a couple guys because I have. I I think they they may trade down. There's uh, rumors they're trying to trade up to get a wide receiver, but I saw that. I don't know what. I, I don't understand that. I, mean, another, I feel like you you have a bunch. Receiver. You have a bunch of receivers, but anyway. is, okay. So the I did see that. The only only one of the reasons why you think maybe they get a wide receiver is uh, if if like he know if like Veach knows like okay because the Chiefs uh, especially within the last five six years have been really really good about drafting guys to play behind someone and then stepping up and they're, mm-hmm. good, and they're good offensive line uh, receiver maybe like that too um, maybe he knows like okay I got Robinson and Watkins for another year and then. I gotta have a guy that's gonna step up. Yep. So if I like somebody in this draft, I'll get him. But I have him going corner, either getting Trayvon Diggs from Bama or Jalen Johnson, Utah. Which okay. he's he's kind of a freak athlete, but he plays at Utah, and so he, you know he doesn't get the clout like the Bama guy gets. Um, I got him taking Jalen if they trade down into the second round from their thirty-second pick. Okay. Which, you know, forget that number second round. Like it's it's. If they trade that out of the thirty-second pick to move down, what the it's heck? It's really not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And if you know, if you're looking to get corner and then add another pick to maybe get whatever, I you know what? It's a receiver because you can probably trade out of that thirty-second pick. I mean, depending on who who really wants it and what guy they want. I mean, you could probably pick up like a fourth-round pick for that. You move down into the move, second. Move down into like mid-second for a fourth-round pick. And then get you a know, fourth. You just basically swap picks and get a fourth. So Or whatever. I it, mean, it would not be a bad move. And I, mean, then, I think, can see it happening. Yeah, and the thing is the Chiefs, are, as far as talent goes, are pretty high up. So they don't, they don't necessarily need to take a guy super high. And so, you know, whatever. They end up doing that so far. Uh, Veach has done an awesome job. Hasn't hasn't missed on anything, which is mm-hmm. you know crazy. He hasn't he hasn't missed on anything. Yeah. And so we, you know you gotta trust the guy, and you gotta kind of I mean I don't want to say trust the process because you know I don't know about That's that. That's kind of a Philly thing. But it's a Philly thing, and this yeah. Well, Philly Sixers. Mm. You know, yeah. Yeah. But you know, I, you know, the, I don't the know. Chiefs. You know you're right. Brett Beach has done an outstanding job here in Kansas City since he came. So great job, Brett Beach, and. I could see Kansas City getting either of those guys. I think they're definitely going to go defense. Um, yeah, I think defense you know, is the way I to would go. Love, I, I mean, I would love to see Isaiah Simmons come play for the Chiefs, but 
I don't think they're and trading she, in. I don't think they're trading into the top five, yeah. and I think he goes in the top five. Yeah, I got. Yeah, you know, I got. So. I'm going five, and I agree with you there. Uh, yeah, if they did, I'd be like, oh yeah. You know, I'd yeah. Be, I mean, I'd love for Dallas to get Isaiah Simmons. You know, because like I said, I did see him play when he was a senior at Olathe North. We played them in the quarterfinals of the state championship, state championship tournament that year, and I think he had three touchdowns. That's you know, <laughs> I've talked about it at length. Uh, you know, on our show uh, previous to this, so I'm not going to bore everyone, but he had three touchdowns, one on a kick return, one on a bubble screen, and I think um, another rushing touchdown. I was saying, you got to kind of see, I mean, you got to see why he, Auburn, Yeah, you know, we got him. Why Clemson? Clemson. I'm off tonight. Come on, Clemson. ACC. Clemson came in late, actually, on him. But, but what the heck, he's got to go to Clemson. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you got the, you know, he got a ring, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah got a ring, two. Yeah, man, my guy, pretty good player. Yeah, he's pretty good. So it'd be cool. I mean, it'd be cool to see a Kansas City boy come here. There's no way. There's no, no way. No, I, I, I don't see Kansas City getting because, nope. like I said, I, he goes in the top five. Take it off the table. Um, you know, but if Brett Veach could pull that off, I think, you know, he he'd probably get a statue. I just see, I see at this price point, is too high. At, the price is too high at this point. You have this squad. I was, I see trading for more picks mm-hmm. to just put depth behind because your offense is really, really good. Really good. Your defense, your defense is good enough, looking good. And you know, you're putting guys behind, behind, you know, behind and you're returning, you're returning 20 of 22 starters, right? Yep. yep. So, Kansas Boom. City, I mean, that, that's another credit, I feel like, to Veach and Andy. I mean, Andy Reid does have his hand in the transactions. He doesn't have the title of general manager like Veach, but I'm sure those two work really closely together uh, Yeah, to make that happen. So, returning 20 of 22 starters off Super Bowl team, I mean, that's a really high number. So Some pretty cool stuff about that is, you know, him and Veach, uh, Veach and Reid work together in Philly. And then uh, players like playing for Andy Reid. I don't they think do. that's not a surprise. Uh, that was like that in Philly, and then it's it's like that here in KC. I mean, guys, they love they love Andy Reid. I mean, who the heck doesn't like Andy Reid? You know, I got to see. You know, there was a picture posted up of him from him in quarantine. What's he doing? Watching film. Watching film. Around. He's at the computer. Yeah, he got it was like his full station set up. Yeah. Yeah, I think he had a laptop going, a couple screens, and it was just like, oh. He, I, I was actually watching some film. Uh, this last weekend uh, from last year, I was watching. Speaking of Olathe North, that's who I was watching. So. Getting ready, getting ready for the season. We we play them again next year, and they return Arlen Bruce, who's another special player from the Kansas City area right now. So one thing is uh, doing some looking. I know I know you were concerned uh, about football. Yes, I think you're going to be all right. I think so too. Uh, we did have a coaches meeting. And it seems like our June may or may not be normal. That's still up in the air. From, And when I say normal, um, typically in June for us at Charlie Mission East, we're going to have weights four days a week, uh, Monday through Thursday in the morning for our football athletes. And then uh, we'll have a camp. And then at least once a week uh, when we don't have camp, We'll do some football activities yep. outside. Uh, I don't 
think that is going to happen in June, but I do see July and that as being kind of a normal July. So I think so too. I think everything I think uh I think by July one will be which obviously will take the week of the fourth off, uh vacation, whatever. Um but then once we kinda get going, I think we'll be good to go. Here in the state of Kansas. Missouri actually released a statement. Um, I talked to a good friend of the show, Coach William Harris. Oh, I don't know about this. Yeah, I talked to him uh, the other night. And he said Missouri, typically they have a 25-day contact limit. When I say contact, uh, that means like full pads, you're hitting. um, You can have 25 of those days in the summer. Where either you're hitting at your own school with your own team or you go to a padded team camp, things like that. And Missouri is lifting that 25-day rule. So basically, in the summer, you can do whatever you want. Uh, as soon as the state and local, you know, like stay-at-home bans and all those things get lifted, you can kind of do whatever you want. So what are you guys at right now in the – what county is this? We're in Wyandotte. So wind out. What's the what's the deal right now? Is it May first? May third? May third. May third in the state of Kansas. The whole state of Kansas. Uh, the only um, I don't know what the state of Missouri has done, but I know Jackson May fifteenth is May fifteenth. Yeah. Uh, Mayor Quentin Lucas of Casey Mo has extended it to May fifteenth. So other than that, um, I pretty much think May third is kind of the the release. I don't think football and things can start that quickly, but I think probably by June 1st, you know, teams in Missouri at least will start to get together to do activities, barring any changes between now and then. I'm in the, uh, I'm in the, I'm in the restaurant industry, and what our deal is, uh, we're Jack. I'm in Independence, uh, which is Jackson County, and uh, uh, we'll be so we'll be going to May 15th. Um, and then actually when we reopen, uh, we have to do a, uh, a limited body count, body count. I don't know if that's the right word, limited guest count. So like we'll literally have a manager or whoever, the baby manager at the front counting the amount of people that are inside of the building. Mm-hmm. And then as far and then we'll have to take out some of our tables and space them further apart. Um, I think that's going to be a, like a common restaurant thing where the space tables apart and then they'll limit how many people are coming in. And so there's going to be some kind of number that's thrown out out there, um, and it'll it'll actually count. You'll have to count employees as well as guests. Okay. I don't know what the number is going to be. There was rumors it was 50, which is, if it's 50, we literally can have like 30 guests, maybe 25. Um, but I'm hoping it's somewhere around like 100 or 150. Uh, that way we can have like 120 people inside. But we'll see. I mean, I, I'm, I mean I'm not one of those guys that is – I mean – I really, really, really want to get out of the house, like mm-hmm. really bad. I really want to go do stuff. Same. We're both social guys, so we like to get out and go do things. But at the same time, um, if whoever's in, you know looking at this stuff, CDC, whatever, if they say it's not safe, like I'm good. Like I'm good. Yeah. I'll chill. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm good. I'm not one of these the, guys. The that, thing like, is, like get today, all crazy about it. Today there was an alleged protest, like Casey Mo. People were in Jackson County were like, oh, no, we're protesting the fact that he extended the stay-at-home order. To me, that's so dumb. Um, if 
the people in charge are saying like, hey, stay home uh, to be safe. We're trying to protect you. Then just stay home a little longer. Yeah. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Businesses, you know, small businesses are shut, you know, kind of shut, they're shut down or whatever. But then you want to go hang out with people, you can go to their house. If you really want to have a big party, like, you could do it if people want to come. Mm-hmm. And no one's saying, I mean, technically. It's like, we got together to do this. We're doing I this. Mean, is it not essential? It, it, well, it's essential. It is essential. This podcast is essential. We got, uh, we're, we are essential people. I have my essential, I actually have some essential paperwork in the car. Actually, I'm 100% I actually, essential. I actually do. Well, you didn't have to leave the house, so you're good. No. But yeah, so, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know how we got off on that, but yeah. But we're so, talking about, we were talking about schools and stuff, but yeah, uh, I, I would say this, uh, I'm good with staying at home if they say that's the way to do it, but I'm, re- I'm ready to get back to normal. Yeah, uh, me too. Um, and once we do get back to a normal, we'll announce some places where... You know, you can come meet the Midwest Mike's fully loaded crew. Uh, I'm looking forward to meeting the rest of the Kansas City Podcast Network crew. Yeah, uh, some I am of these too. guys, like I said, I've listened to a couple of their shows, parts of their shows. Um, so I'm ready to meet some of these guys. But anyway, kind of to, to close the show here, figured we'd just talk about you know joining the Kansas City Podcast Network. It is a um, network. That is made by content creators for content creators. So, like I said before, if you're a sports fan, then there's several shows on the network that you may like. If you're not a sports fan, there's also several shows on the network you will like because there's pop culture and, you know, just other things, life, general life. I mean, Mad Marlin... If you listen to his show last week, Run Your Mouth, uh, he, he didn't talk a lot of sports, but he just talked about life. So there's definitely... Talking about that life. I mean, yeah. it, you know, it's going it's to get better, too. Like, uh, the shows are good yes. now. It's going to get better as, as life kind of gets back to normal. Uh, and so it's going to be... Yeah, we're really excited to, to, to be with uh, KCPN or KCPN. KCPN, yeah. KCPN, no, KCPN. Uh, so we're excited to do that and, and be with them. And we think the brand's really cool and all stuff going on is really cool. So, I mean, it, it's kind of nice to uh, – Midwest Mike's is branching out even more. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, it's And it's right awesome. now we're recording this at my house on my iPad and my iPhone. But eventually there will be a studio location for the Kansas City Podcast Network where uh, all the shows will be filmed from. So, and the deal is, you just... I mean, just coronavirus kind of hit right in the middle of the negotiations for all, all those things. And the deal is, you just you do what you got to do. Yeah. And so this is what we got to do, and, and we record... I mean, I just act like it's it's not it's not terrible or anything like that. I mean, we're, doing, we're struggling. No. I mean, <laughs> we're a couple of guys that got to hang out and drink tonight and talk about some sports stuff that's going on in the world right now. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I think we actually hit on every single sports thing that's going on. Yeah, because there's literally nothing else going on. I do say uh, I did see a thing that said Korean baseball. Oh wow! Is going to start. It's actually it actually might get really good ratings because people are going to just be craving anything. 
I mean, I, I think if they did, you know, some people talked about maybe doing bringing professional sports back this summer without fans in attendance. And even if they did that, if it was on TV, I feel like, you know, right now, I, in, in the past, I have not been a big, like, oh, I'm going to watch a Royals day game at my house and chill because I can't go to the stadium or it's in Minnesota or whatever. But right now, I guarantee if there was a Royals game tomorrow that started at 105 in Minneapolis, I would have it on my TV. 100%. Because I want sports that bad. <laughs> it makes you appreciate uh, what we had, yeah. you know, when it kind of kind of goes away, doing what we got to do, which everybody's done a really good job because, you know, cases aren't crazy and everything. So, But, yeah, I mean. The curve is flattening. The curve is flattening. So, you know, things are going going a good way. So we're ready to uh, get back to normal life. And uh, when sports kicks back up, we'll have about a billion things to talk about. Which would be awesome. So, mm-hmm. and we will definitely cover a lot of Royals baseball and Chiefs football, Kansas City sporting, uh, sporting KC, all those things that happen in Kansas City. T bones, um, yes, T bones baseball, and when we have guests on, which we have some guests that we have planned, but you know, due to coronavirus, we can't have them right this second. But. Uh, once we have those guests, we will ask them their favorite Kansas City barbecue joint. And I'm not going to share mine tonight because I want you guys to tune in. I was just about to share mine another, so I'll, I'll another night. So next week, you can share yours. <laughs> I'll share the mine. The following week, I'll share mine. And then hopefully the third week, we will have a guest on who can talk about their favorite Kansas City barbecue. That sounds good to me. So... I'm Gary. This is Austin. We are Midwest Mikes, and this has been Fully Loaded KC. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 911, what's your emergency? Señora, ¿me está diciendo que un tren le pegó a una camioneta? Sí, yo pensé que alcanzaría a cruzar, el hijo iba rápido, creo, y después... ¡Ay, Dios mío, qué horror! No puedes saber a qué velocidad viene un tren. Por eso están los señalamientos de advertencia. Obedécelos. Alto, el tren no para. Mensaje de Nietzsche.